Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast and this episode is with Aaron DeVoy. Aaron is the other property nomad. We've waited a while to do this. We've been working on so much behind the scenes. Aaron and I have uh, known each other for you know a very, very long time, well over a decade and we touch upon that finally in this episode. For those that have been listening with us from the beginning, uh, the values of the company are still the same. You know, authenticity, integrity, congruence, travel, prosperity, network. Everything is is the same. We've been working very hard, Aaron and myself, behind the scenes to be able to find a way to infuse everything together. That's the Property Nomads podcast and our buying company, uh, which is Devoid Smallbone Properties. And it's a very, you know, very, very soft relaunch with this episode. So. The values are still the same. The personnel is slightly different. It's now Aaron DeVoy and myself, Rob Smallbone. We are the property nomads. We're gonna be talking a little bit here uh, about why you should start a business with your friend, how it's worked out for us, the lessons that we've learned from having done a lot of traveling and how that's affected our business decision-making and a bit more about Aaron's history as well. And moving forward, you might not hear too much from Aaron, I'm on the podcast, but it's always important to put a face to the name. So thank you for sticking with us. This is Property Nomads podcast. Enjoy episode 136 with the new property nomad, Aaron DeVoy. So yeah, really looking forward to this episode. So introducing, finally introducing Aaron DeVoy to the team. Um, we, we, We were speaking about this off camera and saying that, uh, you know, not co-host as, as such because it's you know, rare that Aaron's going to be sort of doing a ridiculous amount of, of podcasts, but might do the odd one here and there. And it's been a, you know a long, a long time coming, and you know things go full circle. And uh, yeah, Aaron, uh, good to. It's not going to be an interview sort of thing. It's a sort of a, a generic chat. But yeah, I mean, yeah, well, welcome to the show. Yeah, breaking your virginity. Uh, thank you very much. Yes, unfortunately, it's not my first podcast, but it's uh, the first podcast of uh, TPN. So it would be uh, an interesting uh, chat, I think, today. <laughs> no, no, definitely. And this is, um, I, I suppose, you know, let's get some background on this. You know, the reason behind this is that there's going to be a lot of social media is moving forward. So, you know, do follow us, Facebook, Instagram, that sort of stuff. You're going to start seeing throwback thursday which is going to have a lot of photos of you and i from you know we've known each other nearly 15 years at the time of recording goes all the way back to university and you know there's going to be you know the whole point of the throwback thursday is looking at you know reminiscing over good times obviously these are weird times at the moment people not traveling around as much and you know we wanted to dive into the archives start sharing our story a bit more and then as we said before in a few years time when everything's back to you know normal then start going out and about and doing a lot of traveling so we've done a lot of traveling we're writing a book about some of our travels as well and that's just throwback thursday we're also going to be doing loads of uh, book recommendations you know books that you and i there yeah. that we've read and that we've enjoyed and you know we thought well hey why not you know might as well do a podcast together and uh, you know put a face to the name and, and the voice and so forth so that's that's why we're here yeah, I think a lot of people realise that we've known each other now since uh, our fresher years of 2006 at Brighton University doing our uh, business degree together and, uh, you know, how we were both very different then, dressed as uh, 
you know, quite colourful character dresses. We won't share any of those uh, <laughs> overly outrageous outfits to uh, cover the fact that we were both weren't very confident students <laughs> hiding at the back. <laughs> yeah, the less the less said about that, the better. Um, hopefully, there's no photos in the archives of that. We definitely won't be putting them online. <laughs> No, we definitely weren't. We don't want to show people your outrageous hairstyles of the time. I know it was the noise, but blimey. Pink pink Mohicans and, you know, everything, you know, leopard print on my hair. I, only in Brighton. I, I love I love Brighton for that. It's um it's it's absolutely fantastic. But I mean, I suppose I mean that's going back to university, we're talking sort of fifteen years ago. I think, you know, get I think the other nail to hit on the head to start off with is that what people might what people might see with various social media handles and, you know, through the podcast is people might see the logo for Devoid and Small Owned Properties. So we have to make clear that, yes, Property Nomads podcast is it's a podcast entity, but we also co-own the uh, Devoid and Small Owned Properties, which is effectively it's just our buying company. So don't be surprised if people do see joint branding at some point. It's it's still you and I. It's the same it's the same people, except uh, one's a buying company, the other one's a podcast. Yes, as you say, I think it's something also that people aren't, you know, isn't openly um, apparent to everybody. Yeah, for, since 2016, we've had our um, our property company in the background where we have our, our um, buy-to-let portfolios and our HMOs. And, you know, I think from our time at uni when we did start travelling together and I think on our longest adventure in South America is where we actually fought up the idea of our our property company where we were enjoying a, a year off of, uh, you know, fun and debauchery. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and I think, you know, that's where the, the idea expanded and, you know, we've now come come to the point of obviously you know we're merging together on the on the podcast side of things as well as um actually you know being business partners in the property sector yeah and it's all as you say it's going to go complete complete full circle and you know these are you know strange times i think we just talk again we were talking off air briefly about uh you know premier league proposal we won't go into that but you know it was interesting to see that the sort of capitalist ideology versus a socialist ideology. I just thought that was fascinating. The, the chat we had, I'd recommend actually listening to the Guardian Football Weekly to for your in-depth knowledge on on that. But um, yeah, and I just love the fact that it's all finally come full circle. We, you know, start sowing the seeds now and, you know, eventually over time, you know, we, we, we will turn it into a travel podcast, but, you know, it's not going to put ourselves at risk unnecessarily to do unnecessary travel just for the sake of you know reporting back for now it's, it seems a bit daft to do that so you know property will um but uh, yeah key thing on that is people always say you know what's your why why are you doing this why are you doing that why are you starting in bricks and mortar any business and, and that's our reason as you say we were in um i always go back to delivery actually i think i remember being in sucre and i think we're having a morning beer or something along those lines and we were getting ready for some football that day. And um, I think we were just, all the long bus journeys, we just kept talking. And I think, uh, from my memory, it was Bolivia. And we said, actually, yeah, we should look at bricks and mortar. I mean, is, is that story work for you or do you remember it differently? 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think where we've been friends for an awful long time and, you know, that's been on a foundation of, you know, both, you know, the love of the game of football and also travelling. I think, you know, on which people, as you touched on, will start seeing some of those uh, early adventures in probably as early as 2007 um, in Throwback Thursday. So that's going to cover us on holiday, but also... We, you know, we've been to probably an awful lot of football matches together now in, you know, probably you know four or five continents all over the world, and I think you know, the, the, where we we were fortunate enough to have be able to take a year out um, from from work, I think we realised that we wanted to do something for ourselves, and I think we'd, as you said, on the bus journey, has been you know back and forth of what we could do and yeah i I also think i i don't remember exactly being sucre but i do remember sort of towards kind of the end of our time in south america before we moved to central america so we've been around bolivia for for sure that the sort of foundations you know property pun there (laughs) uh, started um sort of making sense with the with the skills um that that we have as individuals that, you know, quite often, you know, com- complement each other throughout the sort of last four years that we've been um, in business together for. I think I think a key lesson from that as well is, you know, getting getting started, getting involved. A lot of people, you know, do say that, you know, sometimes never work with your family and sometimes never work with your friends. So, you know, I'm not going to sort of, sit here and go oh everything's been 100 percent perfect and you know with the dog's bollocks i think it's been you know there's been some interesting uh sort of boundary shifts uh you know but again they've all come from mainly myself making a few mistakes here and there but i think that's been quite an entertaining challenge for both of us to sort of have you know having known each other for so long as friends you know messing around watching football doing this doing that to then sort of shift to business mentality and you know things are slightly different aren't they but we try and keep things as as similar as possible for consistency but uh, i think that challenge has, has been uh, entertaining but what what are your thoughts on on how we've progressed and, and gone from friendship to, to business and, and blended the both uh no definitely i agree I, you know i think along the way if you're not challenging each other then you know it's not necessarily you're probably not offering each other everything that you could as business partners if everything was oh yes Rob I think that's great Rob or you know you agreed with everything I said then you know I think you know this wrong decisions would be made and yes you know we've you know everybody makes mistakes you've alluded to yours I've made mistakes along in our journey but I don't think people should be fearful of making mistakes I think that you know you've got a you know I know everyone says learn from your mistakes, but I think what we tend to do with our mistakes is we look at the process that led us to the decision that's been wrong and change, you know, how we got to that decision. Um, and I think with our skill sets, you know, they're very different. You know, it's almost like, you know, you're front of house, I'm back of house, if you like. So it's, um, and I think, yeah, if you're not, challenging each other to the point where everything is just you know yes sir or, or no sir and I, I don't think that necessarily your business relationship is 
you know, maximizing what you're able to contribute from both sides. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing, isn't it? It's still things that we're, you know, we work on every day. It's trying to, you know, because of, you know, as you say, we work completely differently. So some things work for one person, some things work better for the other. And I, as you said, the mentality is so important. So even if you're, you know, hey, you might be listening to this and you've already started, you know, business with, with your best mate and something like that, or you might be thinking about it. And yeah, of course, yeah, go go ahead and do it. And you know, again, just work together, and you know, no holds barred to an to an extent. And I think that sort of level of of openness is is quite crucial to to get to well to achieve success. A hundred percent. I think if you, you know, weirdly, if you can't argue or you know confront each other on you know diff- even you know sometimes difficult issues for people that have known each other, you know, for fourteen, fifteen years time, then you know you're really not. You know, in you know, probably not in the sort of right space for your business relationship after so many years. If you know, you can't say something to each other that you know isn't going to be easy, or you know, or upset the other person. You know, and I think that's something that probably better than most we can deal with, where we have experienced you know a lot of highs and lows as friends and business partners for. Know, well over you know 14 years now i think it puts us in that position where we can openly challenge each other on almost everything that we do you know even though we have very different roles and responsibilities within the business we're both not afraid to you know cross over that boundary if you like to talk about you know you know what we could change on that side or this side so i think that's you know a real key lesson for anybody that's looking at a business partnership do you think that the this is something i think about sometimes the you know hindsight's a wonderful thing that the amount of travel that we've done so you know four years at university both went off and done you know a little bit of work then went to southeast asia and, and the usa so you know, we started in hong kong didn't we went overland to bangkok and then flew We'll go into that in a bit. Don't fly against a damn dateline. But anyway, flew to Los Angeles um, and then went overland to New York. And I mean, that took that whole process, that journey took about three months. And then we came back. We didn't know any better at the time. So, you know, we've both gone back to, both went back to work. If I'll get my words out, we both went back to work and then, you know, we sort of done it traditionally, didn't we? Saved up, saved up. We knew we wanted to go to the the World Cup and we touch upon that in, in the book that we're writing, you know, the memoirs of, of South America and, and Central America. So we had a plan, which was cool. Then executed that plan. The traveling was, you know, wild stories from, uh, yeah, that part of the world, which is, which is great. And then, because of that mental shift and finding out that, hey, you know, bricks and mortar actually could, you know, we want to travel, we want to utilize property to travel. And then we started going down that route and, you know, we've learned a lot. Uh, that's a long winded way of saying, do you think all the traveling has helped us to make the decision to go into business? Because, I mean, without going into every single story, I mean, there's some, you know, there's there's some fun stories from from Asia and, and from Latin America where I think we've seen the best and worst of each other, sometimes unexpectedly. But that would you say that that's helped us 
as, as, as friends and as business partners? Yeah, I mean, I think probably firstly on the stories, our mums might be listening, so we're probably not going to share all of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the, the travelling has probably been, you know, almost kind of, you know, the development of us as friends and as business partners, you know, we, you know, on, when you're f- friends that travel together and when you're business partners, you know, you figuratively live in each other's pockets. So, you know, when particularly, you know, in America and Asia where you spend so much time on a bus, <laughs> I think you kind of, you know, you know, you learn a lot about, you know, that, you know, with the person that you're sharing those experiences with, whether they're, you know, up or down you know we've you know we've been very fortunate on both personally and business wise to you know share a lot of uh you know a lot of experiences that people would be you know quite jealous of so i think it's uh i think they're you know the, the point the, when we've been traveling together we've learned that we can cope with each other and deal with you know the best and worst of our personalities and i think that's definitely crossed over um, into our business relationship for sure. Okay, so deep diving, deep diving into some travel. There, let's go through some. Uh, you say mentioned, you know, some places that you know we've been to that people would be, you know, very jealous of. But I think it's the other things important to point out that we, when we done the the bigger journey in 2014, 2015, that we'd done that. I say that's through hard work. You know, we didn't know any better at the time. This wasn't, oh, we had loads of property and, you know, we were traveling around the world because we were financially free. This was, we'd worked for two and a bit years. We had a goal, we saved, because, uh, you know, that's what we knew um, at the time. But, I mean, I'm guessing at the top of your head is going to be the Galapagos. Yeah, well, I mean, I think even before you kind of get to the travel, I think it probably, you know, helps people understand, you know, how we got to this point. You know, as you say, we've, we haven't, we didn't do our traveling, you know, once we got financially free. We were both very fortunate that, you know, we worked hard beforehand. Uh, we, we left university in the middle of a, a recession, so probably not the uh, best time to leave. But, we, you know, we both did it. We went out and got a job. So, I, you know, I started my route um, in financial services which ended up uh, working you know for an accounting company and then and then we went traveling you know we, we probably combined the two worst places asia and america together <laughs> um but yeah you know asia was you know it's an amazing part of the world and i think that we probably where we went all the way back in 2011 now we probably experienced it in a way that modern people can't now because I think, you know, even in sort of the nine years since that we've been, you know, it's become a lot more commonly, you know, experienced route now, you know, going through Asia on the buses. And, you know, when you tell even Americans that we travelled from Los Angeles to New York by Greyhound, <laughs> uh, we've had some uh, interesting responses that, normally got a, a number of expletives in so it's um and that, and that was just in you know in america and like you say we you know we came back and then we went back to you know work again and you know up from leaving that i you know went into you know the world of investing and kind of ended up you know sort of in the risk and compliance roles um both of which contribute 
you know, to how I think we, we run our business today. <laughs> I'm not, you went uh, on site for podcast purposes. I'm, I'm laughing away. She just reminded me of a story about the really big woman that he sat next to on one of the journeys. <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll go into that at some point, and maybe, maybe, maybe in a future that. episode. <laughs> uh, read it in the book, guys. I'm not going to share that online. Uh, fun times. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Greyhound is, um, you know, the I think, yeah, it's um, yeah, and sort of national coach company, should we say, of uh, of uh, of the United States. And yeah, when you, when, when you say to people that you've travelled from one to the other. Across, you know, uh, Atlantic to Pacific, or, or vice versa, people will give you the weirdest look, don't they? And go, what the, <clears throat> how the, you know, how the hell have you done that? Because it's yeah. sort of considered a lower class of traveling and there, still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't go to Flagstaff, Arizona, because that place sucks. Horrific. No, I can, I agree on that one. Horrific place. But yeah, as you say, we're working on, um, so working on it at the moment is uh, 15 countries, 10 months. And that literally documents, uh, to the best of our memory, you know, six years ago, uh, from going to Rio de Janeiro for Brazil, 2020, 2014, sorry, for the World Cup. So that was why we headed out, out there anyway. And then we sort of documented uh, everything from going, we based it on a fish hook, didn't we? We started in Rio, there for the World Cup, sort of went down, you know, well, across into Paraguay, then Uruguay, then, you know, Argentina, up you know, Chile, Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, so forth, and then jumped over to Panama uh, to then go through Central America. So we actually started to document a lot of that um, in, into a book. So I don't know when that's going to sort of be asked. That's a lot of work. So we want to make sure it's not just a sort of a random diary. We want to make sure that it's... Make sure it's family friendly. <laughs> well, <laughs> most of it is from what I've seen so far. So yeah, we're, we're working on that. We'll keep you updated on that. And that's just going to be a very sort of, uh, you know, interesting interesting story. I do think going back to, um, I say that, you know, throwback Thursday, I've, you know, there's a couple of old school posts from about 10 years ago. So that that will give you a good idea of um, some fun travel times. I don't think we'll end up writing about that because I'm pretty much drunk for most of it, to be fair. Um, that was, uh, yeah, but I enjoyed being 2021. 20, it was good fun. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's definitely some uh, <laughs> stories there. Falling out of mini buses and directing, still, yeah, directing a Vietnamese bike driver back to the hotel in Italian, and he under, but to my mind, he understood what I was saying, and we got back there in one piece. But you know, I was a, it was a bit hazy. Whilst you were laying open my lap. Yeah, so you know, drunk, <laughs> drunk times, drunk times from Asia. But um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's fun. I think. You know, I think all of that's sort of, you know, all of that's helped. You know, this isn't an episode to you know, deep dive into every story. And, you know, I might get a bit boring. You know, fundamentally, the whole thing of this is to, you know, obviously introductions, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. But you mentioned um, briefly about risk and compliance management. So, again, for the benefit, I know sort of what, what's that, what that's about. But for people that might not understand that, can you just go a bit more in depth about, about that how that works and that sort of stuff yeah so well you said i think quite an important part of our journey and where we've touched on skill sets you know kind of our my sort of background and how we then now work as a business is you know quite fundamental to to our setup so as um after leaving university 
Um, I'm, I went into accountancy. Um, I was ended ended up being a senior account manager at an account a large accountancy firm in Brighton. Um, then we, then I, yeah, much to my uh, family's disgust, I think at the time I left there to go on holiday for a year. When me and Rob started looking at the you know founding, you know the the idea of what we wanted to do together and. Ultimately, it became property. So when I came back from there, I then sort of worked, entered into sort of the sort of finance, brokerage, and wealth management industry, and we actually you know, worked my way up from being in customer services all the way up to being the uh, risk and compliance manager. And it's in sort of a regulated environment. It's probably one of the you know most important roles of in a company. You know, you're there basically responsible for making sure that all of the regulatory requirements from governing bodies and your companies, you know, ticking all of the right boxes and, you know, acting as they should. Um, and a large part of my job was actually evaluating the, the, the viability of the investment options. So it's something that I do for us now, you know, so that's, looking at the area background the developed developers background you know the investors background and actually making sure that you know that what is being sold on paper is actually what is there and it's actually as safe um as it's being portrayed and you know you often feel like you're investigating people and you you know you can rub them the wrong way because you have to ask you know tough questions and um, you know i think like i alluded to it's kind of the setup that we have now so with my finance background and my due diligence background i take care of you know the, the running if you like of the day-to-day -day stuff of the company mm. i look after the accounting systemization and i do a, you know the bulk of the due diligence on the deals that you know ultimately that we buy and you know pitch out to our our group of investors that you know who are kindly you know helping us along the way on our journey yeah and that, that, that's crucial that's crucial i mean you know any you know if, if you listen to this and you're experienced in property or you're new or you're just getting started that though it's always the same thing do your due diligence you, you've got to do your homework you've got to know the numbers and you know as i always say properties are Property is a people business, so to have, you know, it, it takes you know, doing due diligence, doing homework is something that takes time. But it's great that you know, as you say, you've got that extra skill set that's really, really useful. So you've got a, a if I'm correct if I'm wrong, not a degree, but you've got, actually got a diploma in this as well. So and, you, and you, when yeah. you're talking big, big, you know, some stuff you've done in the past, you're talking you know, relatively big projects as well. So, you know, so I think that's great. It's a great asset we have as Devoin Small Road Properties, Property Nomads Podcast. No, definitely. I mean, I've, I've got a postgraduate diploma in risk and compliance and corporate governance. And, you know, I think, yeah, although the, like you said there, that it was for much you know, larger projects where it was, you know, for, you know, raising funds through, you know, a large amount of funds through a large group of investors, those skills and traits that I learned on a project of that, we still apply 
to you know our projects even though it's often one byte a letter at a time mm. or a very small you know group of flats and um, you know you can use those basis for the same and i think it's probably something unique to us when we apply such a you know a detailed process in the background we're not just looking at numbers and yields we you know we check an awful lot of the background information that might not necessarily be you know obvious or even a requirement to a lot of people but we you know we're trying to make sure obviously not just for our own sake that it's a, it's a you know as safe as investment as possible but where we you know we're very fortunate to have you know a substantial um, investor group where i think we're now you know way over a hundred you know uh, uh, way over five hundred thousand pounds of private investor funds you know they you know they know that we we've gone in very in-depth detail and you know they they're comfortable that when we're presenting them information it's because it's something that we're happy to share with people because we would you know we're comfortable buying it you know with you know the assistance of their investor funds and, and that process that process has taken time you know it's a, bit, a lot of people have yeah i'm, I'm sort of not going to bandish everyone out there with the same brush but you know we talked about actually at the start of the episode didn't we about you know selling a story and actually i think when when you're when you're a property virgin it's very easy to get sort of sucked into different stories ideologies strategies and everything and you know hands up to us again we're not perfect we have taken four years four and a bit years to actually have a very concrete concrete strategy and a lot of that's been for trial and error and as you were just alluded to there, building up over a half a million of of, of investor finance is great because it's, it's pretty much now how well can we recycle that because we've built up such a good rapport with the investors that project happens, project finishes, investor payback, and then you know strike while I, the iron's hot, as they say. New project, oh, yeah, by the way, this is X, Y, Z, and having the skill set that you have with the extra, I'm just going to call it the extra homework, you know, again, this is just, you know, we appreciate not every business is going to have this, but you know, the key thing is you're doing your home, you know, doing homework, doing due diligence. And where we are now has taken years and years and years of, you know, learning time and, and, and making mistakes. It's not just happened overnight and happy days, has it? No, definitely. I agree. I mean, I think property is one of those unique industries where it's very hard to be blinkered you know once people kind of know you're in that sector and you're interested you get apps different options you know jvs hmos rent you know buy to lease options or rent to lease options and i think yeah you know it's we, we we've suffered the same fate um, you know, with the the coiny, you know, the shiny coin syndrome that you know you think that you're on the right path, and then someone throws this massive cash carrot at you, and then you wander down there, and, and then all of a sudden you find yourself that you you know you're trying to do four or five different strategies at once, and you know I think what has been a big challenge for us is although we started in 2016, and you worked full time from the company from the start. I've only been working full time for the company since February 2020. So, you know, a lot of the decisions were probably being made at the wrong time because, you know, I'd probably been done, been to work, done my, 
nine, 10 hour day. And then we were, you know, still trying to run a business in the evening. And I think, you know, over those, as you've rightly said, over those four years, we, you know, we've probably suffered as much as anybody, uh, you know, experimenting and getting it wrong. And I think, you know, you've got a face up to when you've made a mistake and, you know, and I, I don't say learn from that mistake, but figure out, you know, what process led you to making that decision that was wrong. I think that's what we're particularly very good at. And I think over the, you know, nearly five years now that we've been doing it, we've kind of now realized, you know, what, you know, what we actually want to specialize in and having focus I mean even though we've been on training courses and had mentors and they all say that you know I think at the end of the day when you're so distracted by everyone dangling all these potentially huge cash returns at you it's hard to to remain focused and I think you know actually sticking to one particular strategy is probably the hardest thing in property out of all of the things because there's so many different things that you and unique things that you can do but i think we you know we've we finally found our little niche and won't give away too many of our secrets for free but <laughs> i think you know being open and being able to discuss the process that led it led us to make decisions that were wrong is probably the biggest thing that we do rather than learn from our mistakes because you know if you don't think you're going to make a mistake then you're lying basically we're human after all we're going to make mistakes in everything that we do i think we're very good at figuring out what led us to make the mistake or the bad decision rather than sort of taking away a you know, a learning every time. Sometimes you make a mistake and there's naffle to learn. You've made a mistake. And every day, you know, every day is about getting better, isn't it? You've got to have, as, as you point out, you've got to have that mentality. You've got to look at those systems and processes. You know, we're, you know, we're working sort of very diligently in, in the background as well. And, and also working out, you know, it sounds, I know this might sound wishy-washy, but it's so important, you know, knowing what your values are, knowing what, you know, your personal values are, knowing what, you know, know your, where you want to be, how you want to live your life. And, you know, I, th- I think those sort of things where people don't necessarily put a lot of time into it, having answers to those questions, you know, can really help. Um, yeah, yeah, but you as an individual, right, not necessarily you, Aaron, but, you know, people listening as individuals, but also as a business, you know, if someone wants something wildly different from another, that could create a challenge if, if, if that's not being communicated. So, you know, these sort of, you know, wishy-washy things, they aren't really wishy-washy. They, you know, they're very practical and, and can help change. Yeah, I mean, they can help change the way you do things and, and business strategy. And that's, of course, when you're dealing with properties, it's fundamental because it can be quite cyclical. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, although it's only, you know, a new thing for us where we've recently brought on, you know, two employees, you know, it's the most obvious piece of advice that you ever get, you know, from people that have been there and done it before, you know, pay somebody to do the things that you don't want to do. <laughs> you know, we, we, we're, we're no longer spending, you know, best part of our days doing admin, you know, obviously we've got, you know, a, an amazing portfolio manager that kind of takes care of the, those sort of, you know, the paper shuffling side of that for us. And it allows us to focus on, you know, the, you know, the bigger picture 
and you know the you know the hard decision making of, of the business these days mm, yeah definitely and yeah they're, they're the key things you know it's um i know that our, our mentor rob moore went done a podcast recently and he was mentioning about you know how many hours do you need to work a week and you know get people to do the things you don't like and the the one way that you find out how you find things that you don't like doing is by doing them oddly so you know loads of admin is, is a good example and you know if you don't like doing it we'll give it to someone else okay yeah there is the, the, you know the challenge that people have i think when they're looking at that is that and, you know we again you know and, uh, at the start we were doing the same you look at it and go well, what's the cost of it and it's like well that's not the right way to look at it it's well what's the investment so if i'm paying someone you know five pound an hour but they're taking all my admin away yeah you know then happy days you're going to free up a lot more time because time really is more valuable the the caveat i would have with that that i like with that is that in order to get things up and running how you would like them to get them up and running is that that can ironically take time to educate and train someone but you know a lot of a lot of time at the start but over time it will you know work work its way out um you know sort itself out and i think there's a beauty to that uh, as well so you know think about those little words that's important too you know not what the cost of something is what's the investment and you know you know it's these little mental tweaks that you know, I think we work on every day, but certainly you know, we've had challenges when we first started. And, you know, they're, they're so true having, you know, been able to sit back and, and look back on them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, uh, a big thing that we can say about ourselves is we never ask anybody that, you know, works for us to do something that we haven't done before. Hmm. You know, we, you know, for an awful long time, we, you know, we tried to manage, you know, somehow the company between you working full time and then me working part time in the evenings and weekends, um, and you know we, we've all of the tasks that you know we that are now passed on to somebody that does that for us. We we've done it. You know, uh, I wouldn't expect anybody to spend any time, no matter how much they're getting paid, doing something that I wasn't prepared to do for for her own business. And I think that's. Um, you know, advantage for us where we've been able to do that, work out what works. And then, you know, before we've passed that on to somebody else, there is a, a process and, you know, a, an end result of what we want to see from that process. Mm. Yeah, that's perfect. A- a- absolutely perfect. Totally, totally. So we said at the start of the episode, I mean, it's not always about agreeing and all we've done in the last 20 minutes is agree with each other. So I love, I love the irony. I love the irony of that. But, yeah, I think you know, it's a good place to wrap up. I think, you know, it's great to obviously get you on the show and you know, say we'll be very clear, you know, you're not going to be, you know, co-hosting this, you know, you're not, you know, that's, you're happy for me to crack on and do that. So, you know, people, you have to deal with my wildness on the podcast moving forward. But I think having that introduction has been very, very useful and also, you know, just key to go over over some points, you know, if you're, if you're looking to get into business with with a good mate or anything like that, don't be afraid of it. There's always going to you know you're going to work out your challenges. Just go in with the right mentality, go in and learn, and realize that you know mistakes will be made, and you've got to figure out all of those challenges and, and work on that. That that's crucial. And also looking forward to all the sort of social media activity that you know again we will you know we'll always get better every day. At, look out for Throwback Thursday. We're going to be dipping into the archives. Uh, there's a lot of having had a look through them there's uh, some random ones in there some good stuff in there so that, that that's going to be a little bit of fun for, for your thursday especially with the current climate that we're we're in 
We're also going to be doing a, a book recommendation each week. It's not a book review. We're not. We've not gone in depth and have gone. You know, you know, written a you know a masterpiece on each book. It's just you know, these are books that have helped us. There's a big variety of books there. They're not all property books. You know, there are various ones, but you know, travel, philosophy, um, mindset stuff as well. So you know, again, look out for that on all the social medias. Working on that book as well, 15 countries, 10 months. So again, look out for that. And there are other things that are in the background that you know we can't say anything about that uh, maybe leave till 2021, 2022 and you know, stay in touch, keep in touch with us on that. Um, as you may know, you probably don't know, I'm, I'm not overly too active myself personally on, on social media, but Aaron, you're a bit more active than I am. So if people want to connect with you, find out more about you, so you've mentioned a lot, how do people... What's the best way that people can get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, as the, the TPN Property Podcast is on uh, Instagram, you can find us on Facebook. Um, you individually are on um, Facebook. Um, if they want to connect with me, they have to uh, find me on uh, on LinkedIn. Um, but between those kind of cross on everything, then yeah, then we, we're we're you know we're slowly exploring um, the options, and you know we've now got a social media manager that helps us with those kind of things. But yeah, if you want to connect with me directly, then yeah, it's uh, on LinkedIn or via Instagram for the, uh, the TPM podcast. Lovely, perfect stuff. Uh, as usual, all of that will be in the show notes, and we're always looking for feedback on the show as well. It's- as we mentioned, we've got Small Bone to Pick, which is a new sort of series. You know, they'll be on and off. That's just me ranting completely off on one because that, that makes me feel better about all the crap going on uh, in and around the world. Uh, we've restarted the quick cast as well. So, you know, very short, sharp, informative you know, content in general. Uh, and then sticking with the longer format stuff on Mondays as well. So if you like the podcast, do continue to listen, do share with other people. It's always really, really useful. Uh, any feedback, anything you want to hear, as usual, email myself, rob at rob at tpnpodcast.com. We always love feedback. Uh, leaving a review on iTunes as well is highly appreciated. But until next time, uh, Aaron, just a massive thanks for your time. Welcome. Uh, nice to get this formal sort of introduction uh, done. And uh, yeah, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Until next time, people, I'll feed the same. Thank you very much.